Welcome to the Next Level Leadership Small Business Owner Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Vizanar. In this podcast, you'll learn the strategies, processes, and mindset to take you, your teams, and your organization to the next level. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Ben Vizanal, and as always, we have another great show for you today. I recently sat down with Bland Matthews. Bland is the CEO of Berserker Brew, which is some badass coffee, by the way. And no, he's not paying me to say that. It's really great coffee. But Bland shares with us his mindset, how his ego, and more importantly, how humility are the keys to being successful when starting a business, and more importantly, when growing a seven-figure business, especially when times get tough. And trust me, Times will get tough sooner or later. You definitely don't want to miss this episode. Real quick, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, make sure you do so. You can search for it as the Next Level Leadership and Small Business Owner Show in Facebook or simply click the link below in the show notes. Also, hit up my website for some free training and a copy of my latest book, totally free, no strings attached. Totally free. Just download the ebook version. You can go to explosivesmallbusinessgrowth.com and get it there. And with that, let's listen in on the episode. Bland, welcome to the show, man. Hey, good morning. Hey, man, we're glad to have you. I'm kind of stoked about today's show, but for our listeners that don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about what you do and and, uh, who you serve. Sure. Well, I'm Bland Matthews. That's Bland, B-L-A-N-D, as in uh, dull, monotonous, boring. Uh, It's a family name, but uh, I'm in the coffee business. I own uh, Berserker Brew Coffee, berserkerbrew.com, and uh, I sell Organic coffee engineered for athletes. Awesome. And, you know, I know a little bit about you. Obviously, um, I'll tell a little story. We, I started following you on Facebook because I think we're in some, some Spartan groups or some OCR yeah. groups. Um, not, not business related at all. Just I think you commented on somebody's stuff. And I said, this guy's a smart ass. I like him. Um, let yeah. me follow him because he's got the same attitude. You were giving somebody something. I, you were giving them the what for about something. Yeah. And this was a couple years ago. And then I really didn't even know you owned a business. And then, and then of course, I started seeing you more and more talking about Berserker Brew. So that's kind of how we became friends and we got to where we are now. Um, tell us a little bit about the brand and the story and how you started in the coffee industry, man. Sure. So um, I started Berserker Brew out of a, just basically um, an unexpected life change. Uh, I've worked for a big corporation most of my life. I was very successful. I was in uh, Fortune magazine, uh, doing a lot of great things, learned uh, management, leadership, uh, how to, you know, how to work with people. Uh, the downside was um, I was kind of a jerk. I mean, I don't know if you can say this on, on your podcast, but I was an asshole. And um, uh, I drank too much. Um, you know, full disclosure, I'm, I'm a recovering alcoholic. And, uh, you know, uh, four years ago, uh, well, five years ago now, uh, my employer and I basically, um, they told me I didn't want, they didn't want me to work for them anymore. And um, that was, a, that's a surprise in your late forties. Uh, you're already kind of calculating your pension check and kind of seeing, you know, re- retirement and you got to start all over. So, um, you know, I, uh, tried, you know, staying in the same field in the corporate arena. I worked for a competitor. Um, you know, I got an opportunity to, um, you know, uh, 
do something special with Amazon and uh, said no. I'm one of the few people in the world that uh, turned down a job at Amazon uh, because I really felt like I could do something better. You know, you know, a salary is something that you get um, in return for giving up your personal dream. You know, a, a salary is great. You get it every pay period. It comes whether you do something or not. But be careful because in the event that you really want to do something special, you have to give that up. So I looked out now, I looked at it as an opportunity to do something special. And I wrote in my journal in March of 2017, I'm going to create the best coffee for athletes in the world. And that was March. In uh, September 1st, I sold my first pound of Berserker Brew Coffee here in Louisville, Kentucky. And, uh, you know, uh, fast forward four years, uh, I've got customers in 42 states. Um, you know, revenues are, uh, you know, six figures and growing. Uh, I'm busier than, uh, <laughs> I'm busier than one-armed paper hanger. Uh, <laughs> but it's not work. And you, Ben, you got to understand that if you want to get into this life, if you want to, if you want to dance the dance of entrepreneurship, if you want to own your own business, then you got to basically be able to reduce your ego to nothing, stand in a field, and sell coffee to strangers. Uh, I, I, you know, people when I first started, um, you know, they kind of like, oh, you know, he lost his job, and look at him, he's. He's standing at a farmer's market with a little card table selling coffee. And I felt like that was kind of a social pat on the head. Well, they can all suck it now because, <laughs> uh, you know, I've created something that's real, tangible. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've got customers that are on social media going, best coffee ever. I'm never drinking another cup of coffee. And Ben, I'm telling you, when I stand in front of somebody, whether it's a farmer's market or at an OCR race or at a, a triathlon, and they drink my coffee for the first time and they go, wow, it validates everything, right? There, there is no, I don't have to wait for a annual management review of, of whether or not I can just hope and plead my manager gives me a 2% raise, right? No, mm -hmm. they go, oh my God, I love your coffee. And that's how, and that's why I got into it. And that's why I'm staying because every week I get some kind of validation going, Oh my God, this is, this right. is really good coffee. And then nobody created my coffee except me. I, I, I mean, I, I, I've got two kids, which are, are awesome creations. I, I've got a great, you know, marriage with an awesome wife. That coffee came right out of my brain. Nobody else. Yeah, it's a sense of pride that, uh, yeah. That, that no, you know, you, you can't be taken from me, man. Let's let's rewind real quick, and I want to talk about a couple of things. So, yeah, you know, uh, you know, you talk about trading time for money, salary. Yeah. Um, you know, man, I think we've all been there. I think uh, I want to say it was Elon Musk, and I, and I, I quote this quite often. That said, this is you know, uh, entrepreneurs are a little crazy, right? They'll they'll quit yeah. a forty-hour job to go work for themselves for a hundred hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> Just That's so right. they don't have to answer to anybody else. That's right. Um, it's the truth. But like you said, it doesn't feel like the work. It's it's not the same kind of work. Um, it's not work. It, you know, it's it, really not. It's 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 not. So so just to give you a concept of what we do here at Berserker Brew on the weekends, the weekend starts really on Friday, wraps up late Sunday, and it's constant. 
the the 24-hour clock just continues, whether it's travel, whether it's making cold brew, whether it's loading trucks. And, you know, that operation, you know, that's on top of BerserkerBrew.com. BerserkerBrew.com, constant orders coming in, fulfilling, you know, packing boxes, you know, it, 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 it is, it's, you know, some people go, well, I want to get a hobby and turn it into a business. Well, that's backwards, right? You, you need to come from the very beginning going, what are the best practices to make what I love a business? And then it becomes fun, right? It, it, it really, it, it becomes, you know, people go, you know, God, is it suck to get up at four o'clock in the morning, and make coffee? Not really. I get up, I put a podcast on, you know, we're, we're rolling, we're loading trucks. You know, at, at the end of the day, you have great satisfaction. It's a very different type of feeling. So tell me about, so when you started out, you said, you, you know, you, you wrote this down in your journal back in yep. March and you sold yep. your first cup in September. So tell me about your, so your bit, your early business model, what were your thoughts? Like, how yep. are you going to, you know, deliver, yep. what were your deliverables and that type of stuff? Yeah. So the, the, the business plan was a hundred percent online, berserkerbrew.com from the very beginning. Uh, spent a lot of money on a beautiful website. You know, I was excited. We're getting, you know, we're, we were going to, I mean, you know, the, the beta model of the website was fantastic. It was, it, it, it was, everything was come together. And then, and then the wheels started kind of wobbling, right? The, 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 the first big mistake uh, were the UPC codes on the back of the labels on the back of the coffee. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know anything about UPC codes. And when I, you know, bought the UPC codes, I didn't know the difference between this this view and that view, and it's kind of jacked up. But I, long story short, I printed the first thousand labels of my coffee with the wrong back label because the UPC code was wrong. You couldn't scan it. So uh. for, for a company my my size, that printing bill was that was fairly dramatic. And then um, you know, and that was frustrating. And then we go wheel, wheels up. You know, we're, we're going to go online. We're going to go hot. And um, I realized the website, it, it, it didn't do what I wanted to do. It, it, it looked beautiful, but the functionality, I'm not a web person. And, you know, and, and, and this is what you learn um, as an entrepreneur that, you know, you have a level of trust in, in vendors and with, with business partners. And you, you, you really have to kind of become a subject matter expert at a lot of different things because when you go into something and you're like, Oh, well, he's just going to do this for me. Well, what's he actually going to do? Right. Because when the web, when the website didn't really work with the way I wanted to do the feedback was, well, this is what you asked for. And so, you know, this is just like, you know, this is just a, you know, a punch in the stomach is because, it's all my responsibility. Yeah. There is there is no blame on well he's he screwed up my screwed up my website so now I'm hosed. No, I screwed up my website, I'm hosed. How do I fix? Right? So, you know, by by, you know, August I realized that we have to have a just a whole re revamp, you know, we we we're, we're, we're just going to have to change the business model because nobody could really make an order uh, like a like a like a fun you know a tangible order on the website it looked beautiful it was a it was very very 
appealing visually and it, it, it looked good. You just couldn't do much commerce on it. And that, and, and that was the limiting factor. So I wouldn't do what you wanted to do process orders, right? Right. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, an entrepreneur is a business person, right? You know, I like, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts about young uh, entrepreneurs and they, you know, they talk about how much money they raise, right? You know, how, how much they're starting a business and they've raised, you know, a million dollars. Well, what have you sold, right? What, what, do you have any revenue yet? Well, no. Well, to me, you actually have to sell something to have a business. So I was very focused on getting a sale and I couldn't to the website. So, you know, I just, I started looking around. I'm like, you know what? I, I, I've got to take my coffee outside. I've got to go tell people about it because they certainly won't find me on the internet. So um, I went to my local farmer's market with, a, with one table and a percolator and a stack of cups. And I started selling coffee, you know, and it was weird because um, I really didn't know much about, you know, direct sales. Right. I mean, I, I, I watched my parents both. They were both business people. And, you know, I, you know, closing a uh, closing a sale is an art. Right. You can teach how to close a sale. And, you know, that that September um, I learned a lot. I bet you did, man. I want to I want to unpack a couple of things that we touched on as, we, as we're going through this. So yeah. you talked early about being humble and you kind of just talked about it. A lot of business owners don't realize. And, and I'll just tell a quick story about somebody I'm coaching right now is they've been in business for over a year, haven't sold the first thing. Yeah. All right. They haven't sold the first thing. And so they, they obviously hired me as a coach and we're coaching. And I, I finally just tell them, I said, man, you got to get out and get in front of people like you can't yeah. wait. You can't wait on it, especially when you're a small team or it's just you, like like a lot of people are when they're starting out. Uh, man, you got to if, if it's got to be done, you're going to have to do it, and it's got to be you. Um, and that's kind of where they're at in the process. And so I, I applaud you for taking the initiative and doing that, because if not, we might be having this conversation. Berserker Brew might not have ever existed. So we talk about being humble and, and getting people's faces and get it done. How hard was that for you? I mean, and I say that because I have some experience and I coming from the corporate world and then having to put your hat hat in your hand and go out there and do it yourself. Was it, was the transition difficult or you just say, you know what, I got bills to pay. Let me go get this done. Well, it, it, it certainly, it certainly was different from the point of view of, you know, c closing in on 50 years old and un, you know, unloading the back of a, you know, cause I didn't have any equipment at the time. Now, you know, I've got, I've got two trucks, a trailer now, and you know, the business is, is kind of, but back then I was unloading a card table out of the back of a Toyota Highlander and, uh, you know, running a 40 foot extension cord over to the power and making coffee. And it was very humbling because you could look at the eyes of the people walking up and going, what the hell is this guy doing here? Right. Obviously, <laughs> you know, obviously I've got a little, you know, experience to me, right. You know, I, you, you know, I, I had the opportunity to travel the world. That's how I found my love of coffee. You know, I, you know, coffee to me, it was a no brainer because, you know, I, you know, I look back and my world travels and, you know, whether it was Finland or Dubai or Miami, coffee was a part of who I was. So I had a passion about it, but you know, that first farmer's market and you made $72, that was kind of humbling. Right. Because well, mm -hmm. $72, when you multiply that times 52 and 
well, you just made $3,500 a year, <laughs> you know, it's, it's humbling and it's uh it's a punch to the gut, but you got to start somewhere, well, right? Well, it, well, and it, you basically go, well, okay, this isn't really what I'm expecting for, but if, if, if you do any kind of business, whether it's corporate, small business, lemonade stand, constant improvement, what went right, what went wrong, what's the root cause of what went wrong, fix that, you know, don't worry, don't focus on the fruit of the tree, fix the roots. So, you know, the back office at Berserker Brew at the beginning was, you know, not very good, right? Because uh, I was trying to do all of the QuickBooks myself, right? I mean, so, hell, I didn't know if I was making money or not making money because I was just busy, right? And so, <laughs> yeah, right? Do so everything. You, you have to suck it up and go, you know what? I got to get a bookkeeper, right? And once, you know, you have to decide as, as a business, what are you good at? And I'm very good at sales. Well, let's focus on that. Let the bookkeeper fix QuickBooks and let's move on. So, you know, the the farmer's market, uh, was kind of the introduction to what I could do. And then I said, well, what if, what if I got a bigger venue, right? Because I am the coffee engineer for athletes. I market my coffee specifically to people who don't want to put sugar or fat in their coffee. And I, I, you know, I, I, I've watched people turn coffee into a milkshake and I ask them, they're like, well, coffee's bitter. So when I created all five of my coffees, the design feature is it's so smooth you drink it black you can fast on it so how to where other than a farmer's market where maybe i see 200 people where can i see a thousand people right so then you know i just like well what does that look like where, where can i go and so fast forward to the next year and i i i, I spend a little money and become a vendor at the ragnar uh trail racing and i loved it and i and, and i became a national sponsor of ragnar and i'm like well that's fantastic let's multiply let's do that again so let's go to iron man usa iron man seems to be you know fantastic and i loved it and 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 the and the athletes loved my coffee and so instead of sitting at a at a you know a a, a card table at a farmer's market now i'm you got three tables, two tents, and I'm talking to a thousand people. So, now you got a bigger card table, right? Now I got a bigger card table, right? <laughs> and, and and so then I figured out, well, maybe maybe it's more efficient to have a centralized place to make the coffee instead of making the coffee on on site. Then you don't have to worry about power. And so you know, if you took a picture of what I do today and compared it to 2017, it's unrecognizable because it goes back to that principle of what works, what doesn't work, you know, keep doing what works and fix what what's wrong. It's, it, mm -hmm. you know, you know, it, it, it's very, you know, I, I listen to motivational speakers and some, you know, Bob Proctor, you know, he said something very, that stuck with me. It's like, look, it's simple, but it doesn't mean that's easy, right? I, you know, to run a business, the concept is simple, but it doesn't mean it's easy. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm very grateful for the mistakes I've made. I have made a lot more mistakes than I have made super successes. You know, I, I've, um, you know, I, 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 uh, I, I'm just, you have to get past 
obsessing about failure because failure is what hardens you um, to the outrageous slings and arrows of, of, of our time. You know, COVID mm-hmm. hits and it wipes out every small business, right? Didn't, didn't, it didn't affect me um, because I was adaptable. And we, we can talk about that if you want. Yeah, I want to I want to kind of rewind again. So, you know, something you said really stood out. A lot of people don't understand when they start businesses. They 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 get that fear because they want it to be perfect. They don't want to make oh. any mistakes and any missteps. And oh. someone asked me years ago, "How did you become so successful?" And I still answer the same exact way. I tell them, "I have messed a lot of stuff up." Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, and, and you've got to get past that. I mean, I mean, I was catering a, a chamber of commerce luncheon, and uh, this is back in the early days and I'm still making coffee, you know, in the kitchen and the, I've, I've got a full four gallon percolator um, and I got to move it. And the cord wraps around uh, one of the door or the handles on the cabinet and it pulls it out of my hand. And I spill four gallons of coffee on my hardwood floors of my kitchen. And I've got to be at this place in an hour. Now the old, oh, man. the old me, the alcoholic me, would have called them and said, ain't coming, opened a bottle of vodka and gone to bed. The new me got every towel I could grab, started soaking up coffee, redid the coffee and got to the place. And they never, that hole was invisible to them. Right. So, so it was invisible to the customer, but it was probably the worst possible situation for me because one, I'm ruining my wife's beautiful floors and I just doubled the work, right? I, I had to make the coffee twice. So mm-hmm. what could I do not to get that situation to get in is I got to stop making coffee in the kitchen. Done. Don't do that anymore. So, you know, you, you have to learn from the mistakes from a position of, well, that sucked. Let's do that again. Right. right. I mean, that's, that's a that's a good T-shirt. Well, that sucked. Let's do that again. Because if you don't learn from it the first time, you have to do it again. I think you got to be willing to make mistakes and you got to be willing to just own them and move on. You know, let's uh, let's talk. This really wasn't part of our conversation, uh, planned conversation. But let's uh, let's talk about COVID since we're obviously this yeah. is recording in March of 2021. And yeah. COVID seems to be winding down. But, yeah. you know, you just never know what the government's going to do. Yeah. Uh, tell us about how you pivoted and, and how were you successful when a lot of other businesses closed doors, like you said? Yeah, so um, I, I, 2020 um, was a, a tremendous challenge because of COVID, particularly because it, it, it just kind of kind of snuck up on us all, right? And that's what that's what these things do. But I I, I um, had 91 events, races you know, all over the South, all over, you know, everything was planned in January and February. I went to Iceland to renew my vows with my wife in March, thinking, my God, this is going to be a fantastic year. Uh, we had a wonderful trip to March uh, to Iceland. But all the while, we're listening to this news of, well, they may close the borders. And, and we're looking at it like, well, we'll get home, no problem. And we get home. And then the world just kind of flipped upside down. They closed the borders. Thank God we didn't get stuck in Iceland, you know, but then, um, then it started to happen. Like, um, big, big races started going, well, we're going to push everything 
from April and May. Uh, we're going to push that to August and September. We're going to push everything out. Just don't hold tight because I had prepaid all my fees to get into the, I mean, I'm spending a lot of my, you know, yeah, you know my capital, my cash to get great rates, right? You know, you, you know, you buy more than you buy several races at a time and you get a discount. Well, they started pushing these off and I start scrambling, you know, around going, well, that means that, you know, instead of any revenue coming in in March or in April and May, it's all going to get pushed. So what can I do in April and May um, to make up some of that revenue? Um, it goes, it went back to the dang farmer's markets. Um, we were blessed um, that, you know, the, 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 you know, even though Kentucky is, you know, very restrictive, they understood that you can manage this, right? You can manage any kind of scenario with social distancing, masks, hand sanitizer, instead of just basically going dark ages and say, everybody stay home. They allowed um, farmers markets to start in May. And normally I would do, a, do um, you know, four farmers markets a week. In 2019, I did four a week and that was pretty good. Well, I just doubled down. And by the end of the summer, I was doing um, five farmer's markets simultaneously every Saturday. Um, and then, you know, two other farmer's markets. So I was doing seven a week. Um, you know, at one point it was, you know, we were producing cold brew at 50 gallons a week. And um, basically... Turn, I turned Calder Brew, my, you know, the, my cold brew into a milkman service, right? You want, you don't want to, you don't want to leave your house. I'll bring it to you. You leave your empty out on the front porch. I'll bring it, renew you. I'll bring it, I'll bring it to your front porch and I'll just swap them out. You get fresh cold brew, leave me your empty. And um, that just took off because people could get great tasting cold brew and they didn't have to leave their home. Right. Um, that, was a game changer. Uh, created created new markets, basically, right? Yeah, you, you had you had to you had to you had to make something up, right? I, I no at no planning in 2019 did I think that I would be in the um, you know the the bottle replacement business in Louisville, Kentucky, but it works. It, it it's scalable, right? Uh, you know, it it's a little tricky because you know I put it on on the website that we service. You know, every website or every address 402XX. If your zip code starts with 402XX, I'll bring you cold brew to your house. Well, that's a lot of zip codes. <laughs> <laughs> right? right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, be careful what you wish for, right? Uh, you might get it. You might get it. Um, but, you know, you know, if, if I can give one piece of advice to anybody that wants to, you know, uh, start a business, uh, starts with the product. And, and, you know, my cold brew, you know, I didn't grow up with um, cold coffee. Nobody in my family drank cold coffee. And cold brew is different from iced coffee. Iced coffee is hot coffee poured over ice. Uh, cold brew never touches heat, you know, and, but, you know, more and more people are like, hey, do you make a cold brew? Do you make a cold brew? And hell, I didn't even know what the hell was. So I had to look it up on the Google machine 
And uh, I'm like, well, hell, I could do this. And so I started making it and I took it to, um, you know, I took it to the Kentucky Cold Brew Festival. Well, Ben, I won best in show, right? Uh, People's Choice <laughs> winner, right? I, I, I beat didn't even know what it was. Huh? I, I beat every coffee company in, in Kentucky at the Cold Brew Festival and it came down to the product. You know, it, it's, it, it's, you can sell anything, but it better be good to sell it twice. And if it's really good, you'll sell it forever. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, you have, you have to kind of, you, one of the metrics of any business is how many times does the same customer come back and buy from you? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because Lifetime value. Right. Um, you know, that is, you know, I, I tell uh, my sales associates that you know, work farmers markets for me. I'm like, look, I, I, I want you to do well because you all, are, you know, you all are commission based and I want you all to, you know, to rock and roll a nice big paycheck. But don't don't get obsessed about what you made that day. Be obsessed about finding those three or four customers that you can win forever. You know, and, and I've got. Um, I got one young lady that's worked for me for three years and, you know, she, I've really watched her grow up and she's in college and, you know, people don't come to the farmer's market for my coffee anymore. They come to see her. They bring their dogs to see her. It's, it's part of their life because she's awesome. She's just a wonderful young lady and she promotes my business in the highest possible level because she's, she's made these people berserker brew is part of their Every more every Saturday morning, let's go get a cup of coffee and let's go to the farmer's market. And you can't replace that. I I mean that's it's what you call um no mark no double marketing necessary, right? They're marketed mm-hmm. for life. Right? They're done. They know what your product is, and um yeah. So relationships matter, man. No doubt about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this yeah. real quick. So when you're doing when you're doing the big events like the uh, the OCRs and, and the other the larger festivals or events, yeah. are you there selling your product or are yeah. you there just sort of giving it away, making it a, an informational, like a, an awareness thing? No, I, I sell it. I sell it. Cool. I, no, I sell it. And, um, you know, the the athletes and the um, and the spectators are happy to have me. I mean, it, I mean, I went to the free state of Georgia uh, three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago now for you know, a big race, about 1400 racers. I mean, it, it was the first time I saw actual happy groups of people with children laughing and people sitting around in groups laughing. And, it, you know, it, it, it felt pre COVID. Um, and they wiped me out. Th- those people white, I, I came back to Kentucky. The, the truck was empty. Uh, I mean, it was, it was, it was fantastic. And, 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 and I think, that this is a tremendous opportunity that if you're in the entrepreneurial spirit, 2021, 22 is a tremendous time to get out in front of people. One, there is a lot of money floating around the economy. (laughs) You know, it is amazing uh, how much energy is coiled up in the springs of the economy that people want to get out and they want to do something and they want to meet people and they want to buy stuff. Oh yeah. There's definitely no doubt, no doubt about it, man. And I know we talked a little bit before the call about something I got coming. That's, that's top secret that everybody will hear about in the next couple of weeks, but uh, 
yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I'm poised to, for make 2021 a, a huge year, no doubt about it, man. Um, as we start to wind down, we're running a little bit out of time here. Okay. What else, uh, uh, you know, would you advice would you give to our listeners or maybe something we've already covered that we didn't get deep into uh, before we go? Pay no attention to the people around you or the people that um, basically um, don't believe in your in your dream. Um, I, I fu fully believe that, you know, most people um, are going to fall into two camps. One, um, they love you so much, they don't want to see you hurt, right? And risk, risk, um, we've been conditioned in this society that risk is dangerous and dangerous may hurt. If you have a dream, then you just keep going despite what people say. You listen, you learn, you adapt, but you keep going. Um, that That's the number one thing, right? I mean, because, you know, that first year when, when I was just starting out, you know, there were a lot of head pats. Uh, isn't it cute that he's got something to do, right? You know, you know this, you know, he had his shot and, he, and he's fallen off his high horse. And, you know, a lot of people were happy that I'd fallen off my horse, high horse, right? A lot of mm -hmm. people kind of felt like I kind of deserved it. Well, mm -hmm. to them, some of them were very right. You know, I, I am very cognizant of the fact that I was an asshole to a lot of people most of my life. But people get to change. That's why we're not trees or dogs. We get to be different. We get to be different people. And every day you get to start over, right? Begin again. If you screwed up yesterday, Today's a new day. Start again. Adapt. Absolutely, man. Great advice. Great advice for people who want to learn more about you and maybe yep. connect with you. And of course, buy some of your coffee, man. Where can they find you? Uh, number one uh, sales portal portal is berserkerbrew.com. That's berserker as in um, the, the Viking um, shock troop. Uh, that's B-E-R-S-E-R-K-E-R-B-R-E-W.com. Um, if you're in the Louisville area, I'm in all the IGAs, Value Mart, uh, Next Level Sports Nutrition stores. Um, and um, I, 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 I want to be everyone's coffee guy for life, right? Once you drink my coffee, you'll be like, oh, my God, I can drink this without fat or sugar. Awesome. And, and can they find you on uh, any social media? That do you, do you, do yeah, you yeah. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook. Um, you know, uh, it, 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 I, I'm an old guy. I, I, I'm, I'm, I grew up pre, uh, internet. So yes, um, I, I am on Instagram and learning every day, best practices. <laughs> well, um, we'll talk about that after the call, but yeah, man. Awesome. So I'll put all the, I'll put all your, uh, your links in the show notes for those that want to hunt you down, man. Bland, great conversation. I appreciate your time today, buddy. Thank you so much. Great opportunity. Hey, man, to all our listeners, we hope that you learned at least one thing today that'll help take you to the next level. Hey, thanks for listening today. For more episodes, make sure to click the subscribe button below and check out our blog for other impactful information that might be of interest to you at vizanaconsulting.com forward slash blog. That's Vizana, V is in victory, E-Z, INA consulting.com slash blog. If you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for a future episode, you can email us at podcast at That's 
podcast at VisanawConsulting.com. I'm your host, Ben Visanaw, and I'll see you next time on the Next Level Leadership Small Business Owner Show.